Welcome to The Melon Tapes, the podcast recorded entirely on cassette tape. I'm Dr. Melon, and today's episode is about tapes. So, I've wanted to do a podcast for a while, um, just because, I don't know, it's something that feels, at least to me, like less, um, less intense than maybe making a video about certain things. Um, I like to edit video, but... Uh, it's very time-consuming, and I don't have a great, you know, video presence. Um, but yeah, I've I've thought about making a podcast for a while, and doing it through the medium of tape, of analog cassette tape, to me feels at least um, like it'll force me to, to have a certain amount of brevity to keep the things short and concise and to the point, and it kind of gives me this, like, interesting library of episodes like, on physical media right away. Um, so, yeah, I'm recording this on a um, a little data recorder, a little D6600 data recorder from Philips. Um, yeah, and my podcast is basically just going to be about things that I find interesting. <laughs> so I don't know how narcissistic that sounds. Um, but mostly, like, you know, retro computing and making games and ROM hacking and, you know, the various things I'm known for, but also, like, my processes when I'm making music and when I'm just making games in general and maybe something cool I saw outside while I was camping, things like that. Um, so, yeah, the intended format is that the episodes run for maybe about 10 to 15 minutes. They're not super long. Uh, it's not going to be the kind of thing you can zone out to on a, on a long train journey or something. But it is, hopefully, a nugget of something interesting for your day. Um, and all through the lovely analog, clunky-clacky sounds of, of tape recording. Um, you know, apologies if there's any kind of grinding or motor noises. This uh, tape recorder is uh, super old. It's from 1981, this one. Um, so I don't know if the gears are, are still completely good in there. Um, but yeah, yeah, so, you know, I tend, tend to kick this thing off. So, yeah, welcome. Welcome to my, my cool podcast, which I'm, I'm calling a cool podcast immediately, off, out of the gate. Um, uh, I don't know if it's earned that moniker yet, but let's find out. Um, but yeah, I, I want to talk about cassette tape today. Um, so yeah, one, one thing I didn't actually realize when I was first getting into this hobby of, like, making music with cassette tapes, recordings of cassette tapes, working with cassette tape as a medium. I didn't actually know this. Um, despite growing up when tapes were still around, like, I, you know, I grew up in the 90s. Uh, I'm, I'm 30 right now. Um, so we still had cassette tapes for the car. You know, a lot of, a lot of music and stuff we listened to the car. It was on cassette tape before we switched to CDs. And, yeah, one thing I didn't actually realize is that tape comes in a few different formats. There's type 1 tape, uh, which is like ferromagnetic tape, um, iron, iron oxide powder. And uh, yeah, that's like the most common one. That's the one I thought. I thought all tape, well, cassette tapes were, were, were just iron oxide ferromagnetic tape. But it turns out this is stuff called uh, type 2, which is chrome oxide. Um, and you have to have a special little setting in your stereo player, and like your hi-fi will have a position, you know, high position or type two position is what you set it to. And it has, you know, generally speaking, a better sound quality um, because the, the density of the particles in the tape is higher, so you can store more information. Even though it's analog, you can kind of store more, yeah, not data, but kind of, you know, signal information on there. Um, 
And then there's also this third type, which is kind of a, a failed combination of the, the ferric oxide and, and chrome oxide tapes. Um, type 1 and type 2 combined to make type 3, and, and that had kind of like the worst properties of both, although it was supposed to have the best properties of both. And then there was type 4 uh, tape, which is like high-bias metal tape, which was just like pure metal tape. And uh, it apparently sounds the best, um, but wears away the tape heads on the player faster, like the physical heads that the tape runs over uh, can get worn away because the, the tape that is made of metal is like solid, you know? It's not just like a cellulose tape with some grains in it. It's like a fully, you know, crystalline structure in there. Um, so I thought it was really interesting. So I actually have been on the lookout for, for different kinds of tapes. I've mostly got ferric oxide tapes, but like, um, you can hear me rustling around in one of the desk drawers here, rattling a tape at you. Um, yeah, most of my tapes are ferric oxide, but I do have one chrome tape, um, which I found in a charity shop, and I do have a metal tape, a Type 4, that I got with my Tascam Porta Studio that I bought from eBay. Now, the Tascam Porta Studio, I've, I've made a couple of music tracks with it now, uh, and what that is, is kind of like a four-track portable music studio solution. You can record to four different tracks on the cassette tape and fade them in and out independently of each other and apply equalizer effects and things. It's, it's an incredible piece of technology. I, I recommend you, you know, look at some videos of them. Um, and there's lots of different brands. Like, mine just happens to be a Tascam 424, but, like, you know, there's loads of different ones um, out there. Fostex made some, Philips made some, Magnavox made some, um, yeah, other manufacturers as well. But yeah, uh, it's, it's really, really fun. It's really, really interesting. Like you can get to be hands-on with making the music. Like I've, I'm familiar with, with DAWs, with FL Studio and Reaper, uh, you know, things like that, Ableton Live. Um, but I haven't really connected to making music digitally in a way that I have with this machine. Because, I don't know, being able to like pull the sliders up and down, and then that is, that's how I mix my tracks, and then... You know, I've got these cables running everywhere where I'm piping the audio out to my laptop and it's it's going off into my computer, you know. Uh, I still use FL Studio. I still use the DAW to produce the sounds, but then they get recorded onto the tape and then I mix them together there. Yeah, incredible, incredible technology. Um, and it works by recording onto the left and right audio channels on both the A and B side of the tape simultaneously. So you have the four tracks, left and right A and left and right B but they're all played in the same direction. So if you play it back on a normal tape player, you can hear the left and right, one and two, on side A, and if you flip it over to side B, you hear the left and right tracks, but reversed of three and four, now, which is really, really fun, because then I can start doing stuff with like reversing the music and reversing sounds and keeping the timings the same and getting that slight bit of tape wobble as the tape player plays the tape slightly incorrectly. Um, yeah, no, I, I've just been very excited about the potential I have for expressing stuff for this tape. Um, and yeah, I've been I've been recording things to tape, like little bits of music, and I've been taking things off, and I've, I've been doing stuff on the Tascam, off the Tascam, just on this little cassette recorder that I'm holding right now in my hand, and kind of just trying, trying to be creative in a way that I'm not used to. You know, I, I worked almost exclusively with digital stuff, like digital art, digital writing, digital, you know, programming, obviously. Um, 
retro computing, assembly programming. And um, yeah, no, it feels good to connect to something I make in a, in a more physical sense, you know. I mean, that's not to say I don't draw on paper occasionally. I doodle, but I'm not an artist. Um, my, my doodles are mostly mnemonic devices for me. When I'm learning stuff, I like to write down or squiggle little funny characters and stuff. And uh, that kind of helps me remember what I'm, I'm learning about. But other than that, I don't really draw very much um, outside of the computer where I do, I do, you know, pixel art and doodle art for my games, texture work, Photoshop work, things like that. Um, so yeah, having uh, an art medium like music that I can do analog is fascinating to me because I haven't, uh, I never really had the opportunity to, to do a lot of music analog while I was growing up. Um, or rather, we had the opportunity, I just didn't have the, the motivation or the um, dedication to stick to it when I was pursuing my other interests, when I was learning more about computers <laughs> and getting to where I am now. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of all I really wanted to talk about for the tape stuff, um, which has made this podcast pretty short this episode. But I don't think there's anything wrong with the first episode being a little shorter than usual. And I'll get into the groove, I'm sure. Um, yeah, let me see if there's anything else I want to talk about. Uh, I mean, I can talk, actually, on retrocomputing and on some of the stuff I was doing with cassettes that isn't related to music, actually. Um, yeah, I did make a little command line utility called CassetteWrite, um, which is on my GitHub page if you want to check it out. Just written in C. Um, and you can encode any data coming in on standard input into audio data. And you can store that on a cassette tape if you want, or you can just keep it as a sound file. Or you can, you know, you could record that on whatever media you have lying around um, and play it back and then load the data back from it. Um, you know, not perfectly in some cases. You know, maybe there's some corruptions here and there. So it's ideal for, uh, like, image formats that don't use a complex encoding. So, you know, bitmap or PNG. Um, actually, you know, PNG maybe wouldn't survive. Um, certainly bitmap images. <laughs> if you record those onto a cassette tape and then kind of, you know, fiddle with the, with the tape player or play with the volume controls while it's re recording back in, um, and you get this, you know, kind of corruption in the image, this, like, all the pixels get jumbled up. Uh, but it's still legible, you know, you can still see the image in there. That's really fun to me. Like, this kind of signal degradation stuff is something I want to explore in some games I'm, I'm kind of working on. I'm working on a bunch of stuff, by the way. Um, the Tiny Melon Friend game, I'm still working on that. I, I haven't released anything for that since 2021, and I feel terrible, um, because I haven't also accomplished a huge amount. I've been rewriting a lot of the game. I've been trying to tighten up a load of the, the way the combat and the platforming feel, and I'm going to have to make loads of levels and loads of story and all kinds of stuff. So that, that's a big one that's still happening. It's still happening. I, I worked with my, my girlfriend to rewrite the engine behind it because it was, you know, getting out of date and it wasn't compiling on more modern machines properly and, you know, all kinds of stuff. So don't worry. That's still happening. That game's still happening. Um, there's also... Uh, I've been working on, like, yeah, a bunch of other stuff besides that as well, though, and I'm not sure if I want to talk about it just yet, or if I want it to be a surprise. Uh, I'm sure I will talk about it probably in future episodes, but I've got two projects. One of them is kind of a, kind of like a, a single-player narrative experience that's probably not going to be too long. 
and hopefully it won't take me too long to make because I'm kind of halfway through with it. Um, just getting the, the mechanics are all kind of done now, um, but I was thinking of introducing some, some interesting signal degradation stuff. So I'll whet your appetite with that and then not <laughs> explain myself any further. Um, and then, yeah, I was, I, I'm making maybe even another further game, a 3D game, because I haven't really made 3D stuff outside of my professional work, um, which I, I don't really want to talk about on the podcast. I don't really, I don't think my professional work is, is it's interesting definitely to me, but like, I don't think it's the most interesting stuff uh, to talk about on the podcast. And I like to keep my personal stuff on my website more than professional stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, obviously I'm not at liberty to talk about it either. <laughs> a lot of it's under NDA, so I'm not going to. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm working on a bunch of different things. Um, and I can't wait to share all of it, all of it with you guys. Um, what I'm going to do now is I'm actually going to stop recording this podcast because I've been rambling on long enough and uh, kind of do an outro. So yeah, thank you very much for listening. And if you want to hear more of this, that's great. I'm going to be doing more of it. If you didn't like it, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> but you don't have to listen to any more of it. Um, if you have some questions, or if you want to talk about something on the podcast, or you want to have, well, I mean, not talk about it on the podcast, because I'd have to bring you to my cassette recorder, and that's probably not logistically possible in most cases. Um, but if you want me to discuss something on the podcast, uh, just send an email to podcast at melon.zone. So that's my, that's my website URL. So you can just go podcast at melon.zone. And I will check that inbox every so often. And um, yeah, I'll include maybe an answer to your questions or, you know, talk about the things that are mentioned there. Um, but yeah, thank you very much. And I hope you have a nice day today. And uh, yeah, listen to some tapes or something. All right. See you later.